0: Welcome to a portable edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good friend, your good buddy, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man whom, if he decided to start a console in the late 90s, would have called it Spud.head. I give you the Brent. I was
1: thinking lame.com. That's- Actually, I I couldn't get the com-, .com domain, I'd have no. to go with like lame. like uh EDU. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
0: That's perfect for you. You teach others how to be just as lame as you are. <laughs> Speaking of lame, Brent, you're lamed up right now. Dude, the hey, fact you can't walk—it's true. Can't walk. Still under the weather. Sick. It's a glorious day to be alive. I want people to realize that despite the fact that and even if you're not watching, but listen, the Brent here is docked out. In, his, in this beautiful robe, satin, no doubt. And you may be thinking, "Well, he must be sick. He's wearing this robe." But no, that's not true. He wears that all the time. It's a—it's a sad—it's a, sad, a sad testament to his uh lethargy but that's okay the Brent, you know last week we didn't spin the wheel actually we spun it a bunch of times last week was the <laughs> thanks for giving marathon now, i want to touch yes. on this a little bit Brent, before we move down the line listen uh i don't want to toot our own horn here because we're not really tooting meet, our meet. horn we're tooting the horn of all the people that tuned in uh to the Thanks thanksgiving marathon this was literally one of the top two or three biggest events we've ever had on the channel this was a stunner, wasn't it, Brent? I mean, don't you... <laughs> aren't you surprised by that? I, does that mean the
1: quality of our show has, has been lifted into the stratosphere? No. Or the quality of the channel
0: has has fallen down the hill of pain? <laughs> I don't know what... Maybe the quality of the rest of Twitch went way down for one day. <laughs> but for one day, we were doing pretty good for ourselves. We had a big crowd in there the whole day. Big feisty crowd. And man, we spun the crap out of this wheel, Brent, for eight hours. We played a lot of games. Had a few uh, g- games that want to play ball with us. I'm looking at you, PC. Uh, but for the rest of them, they ran, they ran real well. You spun the wheel so hard, I thought you were going to send it into the past. because well, you spun yeah, it so hard. I haven't got to spin the wheel for so long; it felt so nice to be <laughs> well, a, not the controller of my own
1: destiny, but at least a, a small fraction of
0: it. Yeah. Well, there you go. So we. I just want to give a quick. Uh, uh uh shout out to everybody that uh joined us last week. We really appreciate you guys. Uh all the people that gifted subs and stuff. That was awful nice. Uh and uh we uh look forward to doing it again next year, the Brent. Uh I, I had a real good time. That was probably the smoothest marathon I've been a part of so far. And that was even deal with you the whole day. Yeah. Now, people didn't, people didn't see the pre-show it, yeah. where we fought and fought and fought. And then the post show we fought some more, but we held it together all the way through Amigos. I will say, Brent, as successful as, uh, thanks for giving Marathon, was people did not turn out in droves for Designasaurus. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we we tanked Amigos, but that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> what are you going to do? Speaking of tanking, by the way, let's talk about this week. Two weeks ago, we spun the wheel. We made the deal. How do we never get to this one before, the Brent? I'm talking about this week's choice. Bam, it's thegame.com. Or game.com. Yeah, no it.
1: one calls it the game.com.
0: Listen, it's not my fault. That's what they labeled the darn thing. The game.com, brother. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, had you ever played or have you ever played one of these in real life, the bread? Uh, no, no.
1: I, I have uh, seen them. Uh, you know, on the shelf. Yeah. But never have played
0: one. Never have held one in my hand. Sort of like you on the shelf. You know what I mean. Anyway, so yeah, that's this week's day. Now, we could just say, bam, we're going to play some game.com. That'll be nice, won't it? Oh, no. No, that's not nearly good enough. Because we also spun, bam, versus. That means myself and the Brit will each defend our games vigorously to determine which game is the true game winner. And I think this is going to be a heated, heated uh, rivalry here over the game.com. But before we get to that, Let's have a quick look at the game.com, the Brent. Uh, a system yes. that is a real unique system uh, from back in the day. This was manufactured by an outfit called Tiger Electronics. Tiger Electronics, a famous company. Absolutely. Uh, for making uh, most of the old LCD, you know, liquid crystal, cheapo games. You'll see one, like, everyone's got these things sitting around. There's a Double Dragon one or one called Frog or whatever. And they're just like, they're sort of like uh, uh, old school handhelds you'd play like before the Game Boy
1: was around, right? Well, yeah, no, I mean, they were out there in the same time. But what they were, and and I I saw someone talking about that. I mean, you'd play them before a Game Boy was invented is what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I I, I saw someone talking about this, and I think it's a very valid point. Yeah. Uh, The handheld Tiger Electronic games were not video games. They were toys. And that's not to to disparage them, but I think that's a very valid point. And I I really, after thinking about it, I really agree with that assessment. If you go in thinking that uh, you're buying a video game console or a video game product, you're absolutely set up for disappointment. But if you come in and you say, listen, this is a toy, this is meant to get thrown into a chest or a drawer, taken out on maybe car trips, it, you know, something to do to kill 10, 15 minutes. That makes those Tiger electronic handhelds a lot
0: more uh, palatable, in my opinion. They're the ultimate thing that you pick up when you're standing in line at the at supermarket to shut your kid up, you know, one of those deals. Uh, well, yeah, they, uh, I think that's a little underwhelming, but sure, I can see that. I'm just saying, they were also something like... uh A relative might buy you, thinking that that's that's how they preyed on the suckers. Oh no, I do not agree with that. Oh, I do because they weren't toys for for Billy. No, they weren't typically
1: put with the video game things. They were put with the toys. So I think if Granny went and was looking for a video game and picked one of these up instead,
0: uh, I, I don't blame. Tiger Electronics. I that. contend that Granny doesn't know any better, and when she sees these, she goes, "Oh, look, video games! I hear all those are the rage right now." And that's no. why they say she grab. I think, I think
1: you're making. I think everyone has made grannies out to be way uh more inept than they actually are. Well, listen. now, do I think that that happened at some point? Sometimes, absolutely, I'm sure that happened, but I do not think that was the norm, <laughs> and I do not think that was the the strategy for Tiger Electronics to try to sell these things.
0: Listen. Just to back my point up, I'm looking over here at the chat. The Retro Hour says, Grandma's always bought Tiger games. Thank you, The Retro hour. See, it's not just me bur- burying grandmothers. It's nope. also other people. <laughs>
1: no. so there you go. I, I, grannies are smarter than that. I don't think any of them thought this was a, a Tiger Electronics toy was a Game Boy or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, let's get into the actual particulars of this particular item. A fifth-generation handheld console uh this thing ran between ninety seven and two thousand uh the introductory price on the original model brent seventy u s bucks so they were low end but still that's a that's a that's that's expensive right there These were not the things you would pick up uh on your way out of the store These, that was a little bit too much money for that yeah um the uh the uh things ran on a sharp s m uh, eighty five twenty one they had two cartridge slots brent, which i found interesting. The thing had a uh, uh, a uh, serial cable and it had a, like a modem that you could get in this thing. Yeah. This thing ran on four AA batteries in the original model, and then they came out with like a slim down model uh, called the Pocket Pro that ran on two AA's, but you lost the internet connectivity with that one. Well, uh, it, well, okay. I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna stop you since you've already you got into what the kind of what the hardware is. I want to say something real quick. Yeah. If the GameCom would have released initially with the small cheap $30 GameCom without yeah. all the PDF crap PD uh A crap, without all the internet crap, uh, I think it would have been a mildly successful product because the games that are on it, thirty bucks for the system, if they would have asked been asking maybe ten bucks for the games maybe even 15 bucks for the game back in early 2000, I think you could have had a winner. But when they build this as some kind of PDA, some kind of adult way to check your email and all that crap, it was a poor move. It was a poor idea to think, that they were actually going to compete with the Game Boy with an obviously inferior device. And they weren't, I mean, this is way down the line. If they were to launch side by side with the Game Boy, maybe they would have gotten somewhere. But they absolutely did not. So, the strategy from Tiger Electronic, because they were absolutely, absolutely trying to compete with the Game Boy. They were absolutely trying to compete with the Game Boy because they had done other ventures where they were competing with the Virtual Boy. So their oh. strategy in this, they did it. They it's, I know. it's true. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> that thing <laughs> uh, <clears throat> their strategy on this was just flawed. And it's unfortunate. Uh the GameCom gets a lot of a lot of crap and it deserves ninety percent of what it gets. But it was failing at the top that
0: did this thing in before it ever got a chance to get off the ground. I'm going to I'm going to put the GameCon over for a minute, believe it or not. Uh, now you know the original the original GameCon with the modem in it was a was a I mean there was a lot of things in this in this that were the first time you'd ever seen them. All right? Uh the uh, the fact that they had included a game.com, uh, a a modem listen to this, the Game.com was the first video game console to feature a touchscreen, okay? And It was the first handheld video game console to have internet connectivity. Those are two huge uh, check marks in the GameCon's favor. Now, what happened is Tiger Electronics tried to keep a foot in two worlds. And that's what failed on this thing. You can have a system like this and have people pay some bucks for it and make a quality system. Or you can do what they've always done, which is make these cheapo systems that are more of a spontaneous purchase item. right? They tried to do both. You can't do both. You can't cheap out on the system and charge a, a higher price. You can't do both, and that's what they I did. I agree. Because one of the big failures of the system was the screen. Well, let's face facts. Oh yeah, the no, the screen, screen was on really this bad. Was, was the El Garbaggio, and and that made it most of the games. We're showing. If you're watching the video at home, the games you're like, hey, these look pretty good. And emulated. I played some of these games. There's nothing wrong with my, a good chunk of them, okay? To be truthful, the problem is they look great on emulation, but in, in real world, they look like garbage. Uh, the yeah. screen is a blurry disaster. Yeah, the screen had a really, really low refresh rate. Yeah, and even when they switched to the new model, the the the, the Pocket Pro, the, the screen got slightly smaller, by the way. They went from 3.5 inches to 2.8 inches, but it still looked like garbage. It's like they didn't make the screen better. Yeah. And so that's what killed it. I mean, you got you've got all the buttons. Listen to PDA stuff. You mocked it a little bit, but that stuff was in vogue at the time. You know, and PDA stuff is that was cool. You know what they were going for here. This is like a step between the uh, the game and watch and the Game Boy, and, the, and I, which is there's a there's an area to play in there if you're at the right price point. I agree with what you said that you could actually take this thing down to just to the Pocket Pro. If the Pocket Pro had been the first thing they released at that price point and it had a, a a Game Boy level screen in it that was I mean, this thing's also not backlit, that same old story. You can get away with that if you're Nintendo because you're putting out games yeah, that people will play games. even if it's a tough to do, you know, they're not gonna do that on the game.com. and not having a backlight. I mean, we're talking here ninety seven to two thousand, you know, the Game Boy had been out for a long time when this thing this thing was competing with the Game Boy Color and stuff. And, yeah. and this thing was just tardy to the party, uh, the bread. Uh, so that's the way it goes. But all that said, I mean, I was surprised how not crap I thought this was. Look at some of the games. Someone actually spent some time, like, putting some of these games together.
1: On some of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, the fact that it does have a modem, internet connectivity, serial cable for two-player. I mean, there was, the problem, of course, nothing supported the modem. So we got yeah. that going on. Email. Text-based, you know, uh no game no email. game supported. It's what, is no, what I mean. no. Yeah. And did you
1: see them? The, have you seen the picture of the modem? It's huge. Uh, it's is bigger it? than the console.
0: The, uh, uh, the truth of the matter is I was also reading about the ad campaign for this. Not uh, good. Did you read yeah. about this? They yeah. said they, uh, basically what they do is they, add uh, they, they, uh, have a spokesman who insults the gamers who asks questions about the console while stating it plays more games than you idiots have brain cells. That's, interesting that's like if me and you were doing an ad campaign for something listen idiots buy it
1: (laughs) it it was trying to be edgy and and i get it that was it was probably a little late in the game to try to be that kind of edgy yeah that was that was what they were going for like i said they were going for the older crowd not adult
0: necessarily but that you you could sort of tell that by the game too yeah there's not a lot of there's no kids games on here really Something you also can't see from the emulated screens is that the screen has a like a, a a grid dot of a grid of dots behind it, and these are for basically for the touch screen elements of it. I've read that the touch screen's not too bad on these, and uh, it's the funny thing is how you want to take a guess how many of these were sold commercially. The Brent, I, I saw the numbers. Okay, well there you go, three hundred thousand units. Next time you just lie and you say dumb dumb <laughs> that I mock you. That's how this works, dummy. But they've sold three hundred thousand units. This total, yeah, which is low. No, that's is, huge. Well, no, that's low on the success on the success trail. I thought that you know good. that's more
1: than the links, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. I would have to go look. I think about it is it. the it uh, is the truth of the matter is that despite those low numbers, these are still readily available in the package. You can find yeah. them. So I wonder how many of them were stored up somewhere that got that got uh, taken taken and stacked in a warehouse somewhere never to be seen again. Um it's
1: something we should say real quick. Uh, yeah. uh cuz we obviously looked at two games uh that we picked to be the uh 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 highlight of the system or however you want to say it. Uh a few games we didn't look at that I want to comment on real quick. Yeah. Uh this had uh Duke Nukem 3D. <clears throat> however, it plays more like um uh, more like a castle, castle, castle Wolfenstein, and you can't turn left or right. You actually always face one direction, and anytime there's a corner to go around, it goes around it itself. Uh, and it has a a control a, a shooting element where one boot button shoots to the left of the screen, one shoots to the middle, one shoots to the right. A very clever way of doing it yeah it looks it's ultimately ultimately not very uh uh correct for the gameplay that it's trying to be did you give that one a whirl uh I, I dabbled with it um again it has some voice clips in fact it has some voice clips that I don't remember from the actual game uh it's very it's cursy uh it's trying to do that attitude thing but I don't think it pulls it off as well as the uh computer counterpart that it's going out that it's trying to mimic uh I, I would not say it's good uh i would say it's it's playable on emulation i can't imagine how horrible it'd be on the actual system though i'm gonna go with they gave it a shot on that one <laughs> They you did try that one
0: i thought you know this they gave this a shot uh uh the the brand you know it's funny i picked <laughs> i picked a game that i'm arguing for today sight unseen and then, uh, <laughs> and then, I, of course, that's that's the way I like to do it. Then I went through and played a bunch of the games uh, to try out. And you know, this say this system lends itself to a certain style of game, which we'll get into. Yeah. But I mean, I will look at this another way too. If you look at Tiger's old games, we talked about how they were just like they were sort of like Game and Watch style games. You know, if you play, if you'd had one of their old Tiger games, and I had some of those, and then someone gave you this, you would think this was the best system of all time. Yeah, I mean, if, if you lived in a bubble, yes. Like, this thing plays games, brother. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's surprisingly efficient. It's It just, I mean, it just looks, you know, horrible.
1: Uh, yeah, you, it's, it's other two big standout games uh, that we should mention that we didn't pick was yeah. a Sonic the Hedgehog game, which is absolute garbage. It tries to make its own levels and do its own music. Uh, it's almost like a parody of Sonic games. Uh, even through emulation, it's jittery, so you know that on actual consoles and stuff, it would have to be just abysmal.
0: You're used to Uh, Sonic going at a certain speed, and when he's not enclosed, it's it's very noticeable.
1: Yeah. The other standout on this, uh, is the Resident Evil game. I didn't play it, uh, but I've seen footage of it, and I heard some other people talking about it, uh, I'm going to go back and check it out. Uh, I really didn't even discover it was on the system until way too late, but it looks okay. Actually, it looks great and it's kind of follows the resident evil two storyline to my understanding, uh, but is a much different game, a much slower paced game. Um, This thing took chances. Yeah. It took chances. Not all of them were successful. In fact, Most of them were not
0: successful, but I give it props for taking chances. Yeah, I I tried a couple. You know, I've thought about going with a fighting game since we were doing fight. So I tried uh, Fighters Mega Mix and Mortal Kombat. They took two different approaches towards the system. Fighters Mega Mix used big uh, characters and backgrounds and was choppy and slow. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat used smaller characters and was quicker. But I would not necessarily say it was. I mean, I thought it was better than Fighters Mega Mix. I don't like Fighters Mega Mix. Period. On any system, I've never liked it. Uh, but it's just it's not good at all in this one. And uh, Mortal Kombat, not not great. I mean, it, I would say it's better than Fighters Mega. That's just me. Fighters uh,
1: Mega Mix was trying to preserve that 3D. Yeah, uh, that the game actually is, and
0: no. No, it, it didn't do well. It's quite remarkable, though, that this game got all these big licenses that it did. You're talking, you think about it. You're talking the Resident Evil series, Sonic, Duke Nukem, Mortal Kombat. I mean, these are big These are big titles. So someone somewhere saw something in the game.com. But I can understand why, to, if I'm honest. Oh, um, I can too. The Tiger Electronics. The cartridges oh. initially on this thing were between $20 and $30. Too much. That's, that's too expensive for the time. Yeah. Eventually, they came down to—well, I'm sure they came way down, but eventually—it wasn't too <laughs> long before they went down between four, four, uh, $14 and, and up from there. Uh, and uh, then, obviously, this thing was getting blown out uh, later on down the line. It, but this is, is probably—this is one of the most interesting uh, handhelds we've looked at. I mean, I think there's—this was, was a missed opportunity, and they had they had 80% of it right. You know that's the funny thing that uh, that might be a that might be a well. I'm a talking. Stretch. I mean, listen. What if? Okay, modem aside and all this other stuff. Double it, cartridge slot completely well, worthless. No, but to, no, no. There's a reason for that. That's for the internet connectivity. Okay? It, it, right. Which shouldn't have been even. A, listen, even they were a, but they were working an angle here. I mean, this was it was a dumb angle. Doing. Well, I like it. I think it's. I like what they tried. It, it, yeah. it ultimately, it didn't get there but i mean I, I respect i respect the effort from tiger. you don't expect that kind of action from the tiger so i, I thought that was dandy um but this thing fizzled and died it was it's funny i looked at the console reviews for this thing this was all the rage at uh uh e c s you know the uh 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 the uh the big show and they uh, people were on board with it but it all when they released it people sort of middle of the road they said the technology seemed out of date the gate the, they didn't like the screen the stuff you would expect uh, them people not to like about it I mean some people skewered it too yeah. you know but what are you gonna do but it's an interesting footnote in history and uh, uh, like I said if you had one of these now I wonder if there's a screen replacement you can stick in this thing and make these games more fun or I wonder if anybody's taking the time to do like a backlight mod or something. Might be something fun to look into sometime because if you had a if you had a screen, a backlit screen on this thing, and you had and you had a uh, a decent screen in it, you might have something. I bet it's not that tough to do programming on this thing either, Brent. And the funny thing is, if you, now, I don't know if you looked at any of the classic games because there's like Williams classic pack. And yeah, it's
1: horrible. They're
0: absolutely garbage. Well, but out the, visually, this thing lends itself to those games if you wanted to do them. I guess is what I'm saying. You can. Uh, what? with No, not with the current screen. No, no, no. I'm talking with, I'm talking with my uh, imaginary backlit screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah
1: if we're going yeah. into crazy land, we like can get Frogger. all kinds of fun I thought things. Frogger
0: was good. I thought Frogger was pretty good. So with all that said, but I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good look at that. I really enjoyed looking through this thing. I, I have to say I enjoyed it. We picked two games, Brent. We're going to let you lead the dance. Mostly because your game is clearly inferior to mine. Uh, Brent, what uh, what did you pick this week to to uh, represent uh, on Game. dot com? I tried to go with a game GameCom
1: strength as opposed to its daringness or its uh, innovation. You played it and, safe. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause, because when you're talking about GameCom, you have to play it safe, and because of that, I went with Monopoly on the GameCom. What? You don't approve
0: of my GameCom choice? Listen, you you phoned it in. This was a this was a you, you could have done a slam dunk, but no no. You went for the layup. But that's okay. Go ahead. Let me say let me tell you something, Aaron. When you're up by thirty
1: points, layups are all you need. So <laughs> <clears throat> Monopoly on this, well first of all. Is it a faithful representation of Monopoly with the same, with the right, correct rules and uh, uh, pieces, property names, all that good stuff? Yes. It has all of your uh, classic properties. All the prices are correct. They didn't do anything stupid with the chance or the community chess cards, at least that I saw. So it was something that was uh, faithful to the board game. Now, With that said, they could have left it with that. They could have just taken that it's a Monopoly board game and went fine with it, you know, just put something out there. But they didn't. They didn't. They went ahead, they added animations to all the cards, all the chants, all the community chests, all of the player pieces. They had sound effects for all the player pieces, which actually was not a good thing in the end, but at least they tried something. They had a uh, 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 background music. They had this interesting perspective thing when you're sliding your piece along the board, and you get to the corner, it tries to make this 3D shift, uh, which is which is fun. And the AI for Monopoly is not bad. Uh, I I had Monopoly. Even let me back up one little thing. I hate Monopoly. It's a horrible board game. Now, that said, I had Monopoly on the Game Boy, and the AI was so easy to cheese on it that it was hard not to just cheat, essentially, and win the game. I could not find a way, in the limited time I spent on this, to cheat the AI. Maybe there is. Maybe there's ways you can kind of catch it up, you know, stumble it, make it make stupid trades or something like that. I wasn't able to find it. To me, that is a mega win because that means you can sit in the back of your parents' car on your way to Granny's, play Monopoly, and have a good time. Have a competitive time. That is so important. Uh, All the aspects of this are really well done. I'm sure on the actual screen, it's a little more blurry. I'm sure on the actual screen... Some of those nice animations are uh, uh, lost, but it doesn't hurt the game. It doesn't hurt gameplay. Now, with all that said, it's far from perfect. Uh, my biggest gripe was it wasn't easy to tell who owned what properties. Uh, I think they should have added a symbol whenever a property was bought, and and to show on the board on the main board that you're walking around to show. What properties have been sold and to who? Absolutely, biggest gripe I got about the game is that. Uh, however, pretty much every other aspect of the game was good. It was good. What did you think about this, Aaron?
0: I played this uh, a few times this week, and I, I now I've I've not played. Is the is the Game Boy version almost identical to this? Or no,
1: no, it, it does not have quite the uh, uh, flair. To be yeah. completely honest.
0: Ooh. I will I will tell you, I thought this was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was a great game. Uh, I've played tons of Monopoly over the years, but playing the computerized version is so much better. Because it takes place it, of all the crap that you don't want to do, all the money counting out, all the crap you forget to do. You know, I never, like, mortgage stuff when I'm playing with other people or, like... Uh, do stuff to where I could, you know, mortgage pros. I've got to get more money to buy stuff. I was wheeling and dealing in this. I I had a game where I owned all the railroads. I owned Park Place and Boardwalk. I was loading them up with houses. I put the boots to the guy. It was great. It was a good competitive game. It gives you, you can play a bunch of different players. You can have a mix of human and computer players. You can yeah. turn the animations on and off. Each of the uh, little icons are represented. They've got sound effects. You can, you can turn that stuff on and off. The uh, the video is great. The board's rendered in three D. So when you watch the guys go around, it it looks cool. Not three D, but it yeah. is. It's in like it does. No, the board no, it, spins it, in three D. It's cool it, looking, but it's not three D. It just it the, looks cool. I don't care what you say. Sure. When you go to jail, the guy blows the whi- the whistle. And it sounds like a uh, like a a, like a policeman siren and they take you to jail. I think that it shows your guy getting behind by, by the bars. I like that. It lets you turn on and off different options. It's got the full rules, if oh, that are proper. on the cartridge.
1: The, the cartridge it has rules. proper rules. Yeah,
0: it's and got you've got all kinds of options you can turn on and off. Of, like to make your house rules. Uh, the uh, uh, it's just I thought it was outstanding. I I haven't played a lot of these. Uh, I haven't really. I don't know how many times I've played Monopoly on like a, a handheld or on even on like a PC or something. But this runs quickly. It's easy to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. If I had any gripes, I wish on the on the selection screen where you do stuff like with your property, the first thing it asks you is which player you are. And then you have to kind of pick and it's kind of weird. That's kind of odd. You know why it does that, though, right? I don't. Because you can play this hot seat. If you had four people sitting around the table, you could still play it. I suppose it would have looked better. It would have made more sense if I had more than one other opponent. You know, when I first started this, I'm like, "Oh, can I not play with two people? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it for that." No, they got everything. You yeah, can easily, it's six player. You can easily sit around uh, at a bus stop or uh, on in the car or whatever and play this and know exactly what's going on. I had more grasp of the game of Monopoly playing this than I've ever had. Like I was wheeling a deal, and I felt like I felt like uh, uh, a a big man, big money man when I was playing this. When you get, when you land on one of the cards. They whip up in a very cool style. All the cards are the classic cards of the game, but they're subtly animated to make them funnier, which is great. I mean, someone took some time. That's why I wondered if this had been ported from something else because the fact that they took the time to do all the stuff that they did, it's just awesome. I will say that you're right about the property thing, but uh, when you play it, you when you land on something, you know right away if it's yours or not because it tells you you can either buy it, or you pay someone, or it's yours. Yeah. And then when you go to build houses, it only lets you build houses on stuff that you got all the colors, and so you you really you can get away with not having a decent idea of which properties are yours. But it would be I will say that's that's a limitation of the colors on the screen. You can sort of tell. I wish they'd done something like they did for the houses, where they actually put a little icon on, yes, on the uh, thing. They could have done all that. they had to do was put a one, two, three, or four denoting which
1: player's property was what. Yeah, and, I, it, I, and once you put houses on it, it doesn't matter anymore.
0: I found that I've been doing income tax wrong the entire time I've ever played this. So I learned that because I landed on that they took me to school on that now I should have picked two hundred bucks, not ten percent I took a hand, I took a beating on that I was Well, it depends on what aspect of the game you're at yeah, but yeah but uh i've got I've got zero bad to say about this I loved I love this game I played the crap out of it uh I think it's a great game as on on a crappy system, you wouldn't expect a game of this quality now I'll say by ridicule. the end of the show but it but in terms of the game itself i loved every part of it now wait a minute you just
1: said you've got nothing bad to say about
0: it no i got something bad to say but it's about
1: you not the game oh okay that's fair but yeah um i really there unfortunately uh there's not a whole lot more to say about monopoly uh it, it does what it's supposed to do and it does it well
0: yeah i mean what a game eh I you know, I looked this up on eBay in case you didn't. Did you have a look to see what it was going for?
1: I did not see any game game.com or GameCom versions of Monopoly, but I'm guessing you found one.
0: Oh yeah. I found I found uh in fact I found a bunch of stuff for sale. So you can get a factory sealed copy of Monopoly for seventy bucks. Now, you could get loose copies. If you look around, they'll pop up and they're decidedly cheaper. So and I should mention that you can get a factory sealed game dot com. For one hundred and seventy four bucks, so don't don't do that. That's still in the blister pack. You know these all came in those blister packs, right? But the
1: other bad part, and we didn't mention this, I guess, because we've mentioned it so much before. These old screens will rot, and they are not long for this world. So I would not run out and buy. $175 a hundred and seventy five dollar Game.com, and I certainly wouldn't buy a seventy dollar version of Monopoly no matter
0: how good it is. I would buy a GameCom for like fifty bucks and I would buy a cartridge for it for say five bucks. I'd buy it. Like if I could get this game and this because I could stick this thing in the car and just play some Monopoly it'd be great. There's, uh, but there's there's cheaper, better alternatives. Yeah but when you when let me tell you something. You know how you pick up the chicks? You go to a bus stop in downtown Ashland and you, you got on your Sunday best, and you whip out the Game.com, and you kick back with some Monopoly, and that's when they start buzzing around. Trust me I'm pretty
1: sure when you start your pitch for how to pick up chicks with go down to the bus stop, pretty much everyone's going to tune out
0: after well, that, Aaron. Listen, you never know. Try it sometime, won't you? So there you go. Well done to Brent. That was Brent's uh, brief look at Monopoly uh, for the Game. Now,
1: not the GameCube, the GameCom, game
0: GameCom. So it was my turn to pick. I was running late this week about pick because I couldn't decide. You so, absolutely were. I I did what I like to do, Brent. I took a chance, right? And <laughs> I went with the racing title, the predominant racing title on the GameCom, and that was Bam. Not that Bam, Indy, five hundred, officially licensed, uh, Indianapolis five hundred game for the Game.com. Now, uh, why did I choose this? I wanted something that would show off the speed of this machine and highlight its uh, graphical capabilities. And I think this does both quite nicely. Uh, Well, it does. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) So, Indy 500, uh, published and developed by Tiger, they did, I think, almost all the games on this. All all 20 games. Uh, Released in 97... And this is your classic racing game. Uh, you're tasked with winning the Indy 500 after qualifying and and going to work. What, No, you don't like that? No, no. You're not, you're not tasked with doing anything. Go ahead. Keep going. Let's I didn't stop, want to interrupt. bragging on my game, dude. So, Indy 500 puts you behind the wheel of a high-performance automotive vehicle as you wheel around the track at breakneck speed um you start this game may remind some people of the classic game indy 500 uh from sega and it is it is it does have its similarities that's for sure they both take place in cars (laughs) they're on tracks for example (laughs) no the first thing that's going to strike you when this pops up is the incredible graphical detail that is and you've got to give it this brand i know you're ragging on it but i mean this thing, when you when this thing first starts up, it looks real nice. It comes up with the Indy, uh, Indy 500 logo to tell you that this is officially licensed. There's some uh-huh. car sounds. There's a there's some balloons being launched. There's a picture of the of the uh, of the stadium, and and that's how you know it's gold. Then you get to start the game. Now I will say this thing is not option heavy. Uh, you've got starting options. It lets you turn on rain and off uh, rain on and off. It lets you go from easy medium, and difficult, and it lets you fool the sound. There's only like, what, five, four or five sound effects. I probably wouldn't have put that part in the game if I was going to be making the game. But they did it, by God. Then you pick for one of three cars. There are supposedly some mystery cars hidden in here. I, I know where they were. Uh, and then once you pick your three cars, of course, the cars are split up between the, the, the ones that accelerate the fastest. One is the one that gets the top, best top speed. One has the best handling, all right? Then... You get a great screen where it says, "Gentlemen, start your engines." That scrolls across the screen, and it's and then it goes Man to it talks. A, it talks. It talks. It it talks a couple different times when you start the race, and then you're on the track in your car. I and would that's say where the wheels come off. No, 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 no. Listen, let me get through this. You can't. You can't. Don't uh, be influencing people. This I will say without hesitation is the best looking game on the on the system. What do you think,
1: Brent? Disagree.
0: What do you you think looks better? Uh, Resident Evil. No, this looks better.
1: Okay. This has
0: big, big, well-detailed, well-drawn, artistically rendered cars. You've got the track. You've got uh, the track moves differently with the clouds, so you get that sort of parallax feeling to it. You can see the crowd up in the stands. The other cars look real cool. Something else this game's got, you could have just said, listen, you've got your car race game good enough wrong. This allows you go to go from first to third person view, which is cool. It, it you know kind of zooms out slowly, or well, not slowly. It's pretty quick actually. Zooms out, zooms back in. lets you go from first to third person, which is a neat, it's a neat gimmick. It's uh, it's basically pointless, but still it's kind of neat. I mean, it doesn't really change things that much, but you can still do it. Um, the first thing you do, is you have to qualify, uh, which is not super difficult. Qualify and then it's time for the main event with other cars. Now let's talk about the racing itself. Uh huh. So anyone that's ever seen this sort of racing, I mean, on an oval, there's a lot of there's a lot of turns. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an oval. Right. So this yeah. <laughs> yeah. this game has a unique system to control your car on the track. As you come into a turn, little arrows will come out the side of of the uh, up the upper left or right part of the screen. And they tell you that basically are your indicators as to how close you are to the wall right, and how much you need to slow down before you're going to hit the wall. At first, every time I came to a curve, I just repeatedly wrecked. And I think a lot of people do that. And I think this little element of the game is lost on them. And they just say, well, I can't do anything. I give up. It's too hard. All right. But that's, that, that's a cop out. All right. Because it's, it's actually a fairly decent system. To gauge how close you are to the wall and how much speed you need to have when you go into it, I'll have to say, as I went through it, the, the the I understood how the system worked, and it was and it was easier to not hit the wall. I could go through races and not hit the wall. Now, the this game is called Indy Five Hundred. It actually could, I mean, a more apt name would be Taking a Curve Simulator because that's the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's the game. The, you go in and you take the curve, and that's the whole game. How fast you can get through the curves, your technique going through the curves. That's the game. All right. When you play this outside of the uh, um, the oh, the qualification, you know uh, race, there's other cars that you have to contend with, and so there's a little more death. Plus, you'll have to avoid cars that exploded on the track or or like oil slicks. There's even a pit stop gimmick in there, although it's not... <laughs> I don't know why they added that, except it looks cool, because it's not like the actual pit stop. You don't really yeah, do you anything. Don't, you don't do anything. It looks pretty good, though. You know, but it's not bad. Uh, the uh, uh, the game, though, is mostly... You know what it reminds me of, Brent, a little bit? Uh, outside of the curve, portion, it's just like one of those old games we used to have where the joystick had the car attached to it, and you just sort of... Move the little wheel back and forth and and this and the and there's a paper screen that rolls behind it. you're close you're close, <laughs> except those didn't have curves that you had to avoid like this does uh um uh, I can see how this would turn some people off. I thought it was okay uh, in all honesty, I think graphically it looks good. they do a good job of of uh giving you the uh feeling of speed. The three different cars play completely differently. Putting this on the different uh, difficulty levels makes a difference. It actually does uh, a lot. The rain versus sun. It's funny that to me that didn't make that much of a difference. To be honest, did, you, did that do anything for you? The, no, I, I didn't
1: see any difference at all with it. Uh, that, I mean, it's a little less small graphical, rolling, yeah. I guess. Uh,
0: I think this could have been a contender. What did you think, Brent? Uh,
1: this is uh, Tiger Electronics saying. Remember those games we used to make? and we sold for like 10 bucks. that had like four pieces of graphic, then people just hit left and right and kind of went down the screen. That's this, but in souped-up form. Uh, You never, ever feel like you're going down the track or you're approaching the curve. The game just says, hey, man, you're in a curve now. You never feel like you're taking a curve. And when the game is Curve Simulator, not knowing that you're taking a curve is a bad thing. So mega points off for that. Second thing, you are <clears throat> you are modeled in an Indy 500 car, but there is absolutely in my opinion no sense of speed. I have no idea what you're talking about. The the clouds don't go over top of your head, they scroll up like they're some kind of steam puff coming from the ground. When you go fast, that's the way the clouds look, dude. I I don't think so, Aaron. I don't, I mean, maybe if you're high as a kite, and I don't mean flying in the air. So, the next thing you have to worry about this game is all the vehicles that you come across. Yeah. And those vehicles are, are just literal bumps. They, You run into them, and you bounce off of them, and then you run into them, and you bounce off of them, and maybe at some point, at some point, you will be far enough away that your sprite doesn't accidentally touch their sprite, and you might possibly pass somebody. It is such a rarity, though, that it's a little treat every time that you do. <coughs> you will spend most of this game spinning out, and, and you're right. It's not from hitting the wall. It's, I mean, yes, you do spin out when you hit the wall, and that does happen a lot. But you get used to that. You just slow down. You don't run into the wall as much. But there is no game here. This is the most lack of a game that I've ever seen. You, How can you race? If racing is the aspect of the game, why is it always going straight? The track never physically actually curves. It curves? And this is
0: indie- it no. curves?
1: No, it doesn't. It never, the wall curves. No, you never actually see the curve coming up. Your, oh. your your camera just forces you to look at a wall for a little while, right?
0: But yeah, you, but the, the, that's where the little arrows come out to tell you the, the no, extent I, of the curve. I
1: understand the defense you're trying to make, Aaron, but it's a lame one and it's crap. Because what the game actually is is looking down a track, and eventually the game saying. Uh, you're in a curve now, and you're like, what? I didn't see a curve coming up. Garbage. Do not play this, folks. In fact, for those poor, poor people that did review the game, which you have to go back and get both those up on Discord if you don't mind, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Uh, I apologize for Aaron's choice of game and making me play it. This might be the most abysmal handheld game I have ever played. It oh, that after, can't be true. After all, the, is, after
0: all those crappy systems we played, you're, you're burying this one.
1: Aaron, this was the least amount of fun. And I tried. I tried. I tried to figure out if I was doing it wrong. And then I went and listened to other people who I felt like might have an idea. And they were like, yeah, no, this is crap. And then I read the Discord reviews and they were like, yeah, this is crap. And I just accepted
0: there is no good to find in this game. It's crap. Listen. I want to. I'm going to save the disco reviews for when we get to the versus segment here. That's coming up next. I'm going to first of all, the sense of speed is clearly visible if you watch the game and play it. There's speed lines everywhere. Now, granted, <laughs> the speed lines stick around even when you've stopped or wrecked, and when you finish the race. But there's speed those lines.
1: Supposed, those are supposed to be road textures. When Aaron. I
0: play this game, I put myself. I'm in the mock. I'm in the the speed racer car. The Mach Five, I believe, it was called. And you're haul you're going down, you know that monkey's in the trunk, that little punk, and that kid, you're going down the track at breakneck speed, just like in the old animated shows. It's actually the beautifully animated game reminds me of like watching like an anime. Quite nice. I think the art on this is good. I think you're uh I think people that didn't like this game because they wrecked so much are just not understanding how the game the game works.
1: I, you know No, I, I think you're trying to make uh uh uh, something beautiful out of something that's not beautiful.
0: Okay, I'm gonna just let me get to the, let me cut to the chase here on this thing. The, uh, I'll look this up on eBay, uh, to see if it was how, what kind of money it was drawing. You can get a loose version of this bad boy uh, for 10 bucks. You can get the set, uh, <laughs> you can play, I'm not done. Complete box, that's gonna run you 17 bucks. So you gotta pay an extra, for the blister pack, you gotta pay extra money. Um, this game did not review well. Because the people that didn't open their minds, no doubt. Uh, the All Games Guide gives it a 60. Uh, the uh, That's vi- incredibly generous. The Video Game Critic, he didn't like it. He gave it a 25. That's, that's closer, <laughs> and yeah. A, a more modern review, retro game reviews. Uh, he called this, it's the worst of the driving games I've ever played. He gave it this a 10. 10. Now these people, they've all fallen for the hype on this game, clearly. And I'll, and I'll defend it vigorously. Uh shall we just cut right to the vi- I'm gonna go to the Discord here. I'm gonna, let's get let's cut to the to the fight scene here at Brent. We're gonna fight right. over of these games now. So let's first off, we're gonna bring the Discord in on this. Uh we've got reviews of both games. We'll start with your game. Uh Pajako writes I've played many digital versions of Monopoly over the years and despite the game.com having a bad rep, the developers appear to have spent some time and effort on this one, and it's very playable. Um, auctions are a little slow when a computer takes its turn, and I didn't have I didn't like having to slowly bid up properties. I turned those off, by the way. There are great animations, including when the board turns 90 degrees as the pieces go around. However, having seen the refresh rate on the screen of a real device, I can imagine. Uh, a lot of this gets lost in uh, the motion of the blur. If you have ever picked up a Game.com with Monopoly bundled in it, you won't be disappointed, but I wouldn't go out of my way to get a copy. Otherwise, uh, Overall, it doesn't do anything special, but, but then it is Monopoly, and the scope is limited, 7 out of 10. Uh, our good buddy, onag writes, Monopoly for the Game.com, is one of the more playable titles for the device. Launched in 1989 as part of a lineup surrounding the launch of budget version of the Game.com, the Game.com Pocket Pro. So this, this came out with the Pocket Pro. Two-player link cable or up to 6 players hot seats adds value. Some of the design choices and lack of options are receipt for disaster with hot seat play. On an emulator, the animations are quite crisp and despite being low resolution, actually aren't completely terrible. On the actual device, much of the clarity is lost to screen blurring. I can believe that dice rolls seem random enough, and AI decision making, while occasionally slow, seems logical enough for solo play. Not a big dog nor a king dog, but at least an actual game. Five out of ten. So they they liked it. Now, let's get to the big. Let's see if these people have any common sense. Ané comes back with a review of <clears throat> my game, Indy Five Hundred. Indy 500 for the R Zone has a shrill, earpiece-piercing soundtrack, but at least the Game.com version has something resembling multiple FPS engine sounds and digitized voice samples. That's where the oh, That's where the positives end. Gameplay is stopped if you go anywhere near anything else, resulting in stoppage of play and a slideshow of your car spinning around. Yeah, your that that
1: animation <laughs> got very tiring. I
0: didn't see it that much because I'm so good. The uh-huh. car feels stationary. Well, the track and other cars move around you at a low frame rate. Control Controls sort of work, but the underlying game is so poorly designed that it doesn't matter. Playing on emulator makes it easier to see what's going on, but definitely doesn't make the game any more playable. One out of ten. What are you doing? But is going to save me with his review. I loaded it up and saw the 3D car graphics. I thought, wow, this looks amazing. However, oh. However, that feeling took a running jump out of the as I quickly realized that this game is no bueno. The controls seem okay, but at the drop, off, if at the drop of a hat, you'll crash into a barrier. Get used to doing that. Sprite collision is lousy, and you'll be bounced off or crashing into other vehicles more yeah. often than overtaking them. Your car engine sounds more like a UFO. But, all, but yet all the other sounds in the game are actually pretty good. Hey, gave that some love. The sad thing is, I can really see how a few tweaks... So the collision detection might not have been that made this game that bad. And uh, and given this seems to be the only driving game for the game.com, it's a real shame. Three out of ten. Okay, that didn't do me any favors there. I'll admit that. Now. I think a three is fair. You've buried my game. And here's why I should win this versus. And I'm looking at you, Chad. I want the chat here to, I want you to render a decision after you hear this impassioned plea. All right. There are many games for the Game.com like, Monopoly, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, a couple of Wheel of Fortune games, little puzzle games that you can any goof can knock off. all right These are games that appeared everywhere. they could put them together with no problem. And then I could have picked one of these games, been comfortable and safe like a geek. but I went out there on a limb because I wanted, I'm bringing something out on the game.com that people aren't seeing, and that's beautiful, artistic rendering, beautiful cars rendered the way you like them. In your favorite sport, the engine's roaring, man's man sport where you roar around the track at breakneck speed. Uh, I think the game is misunderstood. I think the game is better than people give it credit for. The cars look awesome. Did I mention that? It sounds great. And on top of everything else, uh, you also get that cool feature where you can zoom from first to third person. They didn't have to add that. They did it for the love, brother. And that's why they added it in there. I think the vit, In a versus game, sometimes the little guy gets to win not because he's more powerful or because he's uh, better, but because he's got more heart. And that's what I've got. Me and Indy 500, we're not the prettiest uh, girl at the badge, but we've got heart and heart and talent. And that's why we should win this Game.com versus. What do you think, Brent?
1: Wrong! Wrong. So here, Aaron, let me tell you. You know who also had heart? That little dweeb on Captain Planet. And he was never useful at anything. You want fire, Aaron. You want wind. You want ice. You don't want heart. You want something you can go out there and play. And that's exactly what Monopoly was. They took a basic concept. Yes, they did. They started with a basic concept. And then they made it better. And they made it better through animations. They made it better through good... uh, AI, they made it better by having it be able something you could hot swap, and even though we didn't mention it in the review, this was also one of the few games that you could link up with another GameCom device and play two player that way. So (coughs) they took a basic concept and then they innovated. They made it more than it had to be, and that's what a winner is, Aaron. Anyone can get out there and stand at the plate, play a little baseball but you have to get good at something to change the game. You didn't change the game. Your game didn't change the game. It went out there to play baseball and got into the swimming pool. Who knows what it was trying to do, but it did it poorly. You lose, it's over. This wasn't even a competition. This is what you get when you don't do research before you pick a game.
0: Period. I thought it looked pretty. The screenshots looked pretty. Listen. There I, you go. I think we can all agree to that impassioned plea that I win because my game's <laughs> superior. So, with that out of the way, listen. Your monopoly was awesome. All right, just shut up. All right, <laughs> all right. I got job down. All right, I'm curtain Jerking on this one. Let's let's just get to the darn wheel. Get me get me out of here. All right, Brent. Brent, we got a whole slate of new crap on the wheel this week. Our Richard Rewind piece, though, let's get to that first. And you know why, the Brent? Because bam. It's sponsored by our good buddy over at Retro Rewind. Frank, give them the scoop, Brent. Uh,
1: folks, we need you to go to retrorewind.ca. Go in there. Find yourself some Amiga. Find yourself some Commodore. They've got it all. They've got your cap kits. They've got your devices. They've got your, your uh, functional gadgets. They keep adding stuff all the time. If you aren't tuned in to their Twitter or their Discord channel, I highly recommend it because it, it updates you every time something new is going over on RetroRewind.ca, and they yep. do it on a regular basis. Now they don't spam you to death. They don't just sit there and pound on you, but the, whenever something new comes on the market that they think you're going to be interested about, they let you know it. And if you are into those Commodores Amigas, you have to get into this stuff. And if you've got something broke, Aaron, Tell them the best way to get their broken stuff fixed.
0: What you do is you send it up to Frank. He'll take care of your business. This guy's not so ham and egger. he's actually a seasoned pro with decades of experience. So not only can you get product up there, you can get ca- cap kits and whatnot to, to fix it yourself. Or you can leave it to the professional, our good buddy Frank. By the way, Brent, Frank has just uh, hot off the presses. He's fi- after literally many months of work. It's finally looks like it's been announced. For the color computer, you know, m- me and the Brick grew up with the Coco. Absolutely. Brick is now, he's worked out a deal. He's going to be selling the Coco SDC. A, uh, a, a It's going to be an SD card solution for the Coco. I've got one of these things, and these things are double-odd. you to, got to have one. If you got a Coco, holy crap, go get you one of these things. These will be available at Richard Rewind to go along with all of his Caldor support. He's adding Coco to the mix. It's like Frank's reading my mind, uh, the Brent, with these products. Now, yeah, you know Christmas is coming. What better time to get that special someone in your life a uh, a floppy uh, a floppy drive emulator, a, a Coco SDC, maybe a bag of caps. Right? Is that what you're getting, Terry, for Christmas, the Brent? A big bag <laughs> of capacitors. If you need that, please use the promo code TIS, A-R-G. That's TISARG. You You're gonna save ten percent off your order and Frank's going to give a, a portion of the money will be going out to his local food bank up in Canada to set those people up, the less fortunate people, Brent. There's a lot of people that are dependent on these food banks right now Absolutely. at this time of the year, and so it's awesome that Frank's being a charitable fellow uh, and taking care of business. Now, uh, each to of the To say shows, he's a hell of a guy would be an incredible understatement. Yeah, in each of the shows that Frank uh, supports at richorewound.ca has their own promo code, and whoever... Gets the most buys with their promo code is going to, are going to get a couple gift certificates to give away to the listeners. So buy buy buy, and if you and if we end up taking care of business, we'll we'll, we'll give away those gift certificates. Ignore that. Also, <laughs> if we if we
1: ARG obviously the underdog in the Retro Rewind dot ca. That's true. A uh, uh, give out there, How, dear listeners. If we were to win this. You will receive something incredibly special.
0: Well, you're you're sugaring up the pot, Brent. Is well, what you're I, I,
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I can't go into it. Right? You're
0: too competitive. That's your I, problem. Not. not
1: I, I'm just saying. Listen. It's everyone wins. You get incredible merchandise, and ten percent off. Food banks get a little something extra, yeah. and if we are come out on top, I'm telling you. Something special for you guys. Very
0: good, very good. Well, let's and see. You let's, know what? Yeah. Let's say you don't you,
1: you don't have a Commodore, you don't have an Amiga, you don't have a Coco. First of all, what's wrong with you? Yeah, no kidding. But eh? go buy a shirt. That's right. Use our promo code. Yeah. Let us win.
0: I want to win. Yeah. Would you get, just stop being so competitive? Okay. Let's see what's <laughs> behind the retro rewind piece here, and the winner of this week: band the Game Gear. The oh, Game, Game Gear. Gear. Yeah. Gear. Let's see what we added this week. We had to add two pieces, Brent, because we uh, you know we used so many pieces last week uh we added time traveling games to the to the list time traveling that'll be kind of fun to brent uh, if we pick that one we also added let me find the other one here games marketed towards girls that'll be neat so let's spin this sucker shall we absolutely
1: gave okay, that a brent spin right there that was a much better spin
0: thank you i, I had to move the mic away to get that one off And the winner is, hey, you'll love this one, Brent, Baby Games. These are games that feature a baby. So that'll be nice. Can you pull that piece and let us know who picked that? Oh, yeah, good idea. I forgot about doing that. It was John, Boat of Car, Chawler. Put that one on the wheel, uh, the Brent. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, baby games. There's a ton of games that they're featuring a baby. Now, we're going to play games that you play the baby, right? That's the deal. Or, or take care of a baby. How do you want to do it?
1: Any, I think any game where the baby is the main focus.
0: I'm playing Popeye. There you go. I'm calling it now. But the baby isn't the main focus yeah, but in He's Popeye. in there. He's the main focus. Sweet Pea? No? no. Alright, fine. I was just joking anyway. Hey, uh, uh, we want to thank everyone for turning up today. We had a good crowd here in the uh, you know, Discord. Bam, we got a real good crowd. That are, Holy smokes. That's one of the biggest shows we've ever had in here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for turning out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michiyama asked, Brent, if Battle Chess features babies, which is the... <laughs> you need to get a shirt that just... <laughs> you loving a Battle Chess box would be appropriate. <laughs> you know, John Bodokar-Schaller, actually, uh, we mentioned he picked this game. And I'm going to plug a little something uh, here for John Shawler. schaller uh, because, bam, you know what's coming up the Brent? <laughs> Uh, It's it's been announced. It just got announced over the weekend. Yes. Boat Fest. Can you believe Boat Fest is a real thing? It's happening, Uh, Brent. uh, It's going to be uh, coming up in June. Let me get the exact date here because Boat Fest recently got a date change uh, done to it. Did Uh, it? Yeah, I did. Uh, It's going to be June. Let me see here. It'll be 24th and 25th of June. Oh, that's right. Okay. June 24th and 25th. It all goes down in the thriving, sprawling metropolis of Hurricane. Our local con is Boat Fest. <laughs> that's where we're at now. And we'll be filling the uh, sizable, luxurious gathering hall at the local Holiday Inn with big, huge boat fans. They're going to be coming in droves. To, now, Aaron, uh, I want to, you know. I was very
1: disappointed with the presentation of Brokefest Broke I could, Fest? that that's right. I could not believe there was not more hype put behind this incredible event. Well, we listen, no, so, shut up, I'm uh, going to do
0: this. Okay, go ahead, please
1: guys i I know I know for some of you out there, this is outside the realm of possibility. If you live on a different continent, it would be a tremendous show of support. To come to Boat Fest, right? I'm not expecting it. Although, kudos to you if you tune in, because we're going to try to do all this online too. Oh, it's gonna That'll happen. But if you are in the area and you want to see a little boy's dream come true, and that little boy is Joe Bodakar Schaller, making this a a sellout event, and we can only sell 50 tickets. I mean, it, we, you got to start small. You got to walk before you run. So, I'm hyped for this, Aaron. I am hyped so much. I want to do panels. I want to have merchandise. I want to to get out there. And for the people who are able to come, and for the people who are willing to watch at home, I, personally, am going to make sure they have a wonderful time. I'm hyped for this. I can't believe that you guys, you made the announcement, right? I went back and watched it, and I was like, why are they not hyping this up more? This is a big deal. Well,
0: it is a big deal. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta divvy up the hype over a series of months and years. This thing's a long time away. But I will say this: now,
1: you start at a hundred and then you go to a thousand. That's how the hype meter goes.
0: Already signed to appear uh, at Boat Fest. In fact, he's going to be one of the king dogs of Boat Fest. Is our is our good buddy Jack Rob O'Hara Flack? Jack Flack is going to be there. Something else we're going to do is. Bam, you're gonna get an ARG presents live in front of a studio audience. You're gonna get yes. Amigos live for a studio audience. You're gonna get all the satellite shows, Coco, uh, the uh R Sinclair, the uh Atari ST show. It's all gonna happen there. There's gonna be karaoke. There's gonna be uh uh the whole enchilada. We're gonna film the whole thing. We're gonna we're gonna stream the whole thing nonstop. Uh it should be awesome. The There's going
1: to be energy in the air That's right. that you cannot capture online. And we're going to do our best to capture it for the people who just can't make it out. That's right. Or who aren't able to get a ticket. Because I'm telling you, I think once once the schedule goes up and once people see how committed uh, we as a conglomerate are to this goal, I think it's going to be uh, a bunch of hype. I think it's going to get bought out fast. And oh, yeah. I hope, I can't wait to meet some of these people that, that I only know by their username or talking to them on discord. Yeah. I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm pumped, man. Yeah. I can't believe people aren't more pumped. I'm ready to go. I will say, man, you're like, you're the king. Uh, you're never this excited about our show. When, well, you know, maybe ARG you should start presents, wheel. Nobody's coming to that. <laughs> uh the the truth of the matter is, I don't know exactly how many tickets will be sold, because they'll probably sell more than fifty because it's not like that's the how many you can have in the room, but I think they'll probably sell more. But I would wager they'll go pretty quick. There it's not like we're taking these things are expensive. Uh, and uh but it's gonna be It's gonna be a good time. It's weird. All the years ago, when I coined the name of Boat Fest to mock John for being an idiot, never did I my wildest dreams thinks he'd go out and do it. He's been talking about having a local con for a for six, seven years now, I always laughed at him and pointed at him, made faces, you know, throw stuff. But, lo, it has come to pass. And it, it will be Absolutely. I can't wait. So you'll be, We'll be giving that more of a nod over the weeks and months. It'll be fun to do some live shows. That'll be interesting. I'll, we've never done that. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, Brent, next week, Baby Games, we'll give that a whirl. Again, thanks, everybody, for turning out and cheering me and Indy 500 on the victory. Until next week, Aaron, you
1: couldn't make your game past the first curve. I know. Goodbye, everybody. Bye everybody! Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Special thank you to Duncan Styles for our Vector Style Graphics and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash Just like these fine folks. Rolo, Olaf Hope, Paul, Terry Howard, Gary Heather. John Schaller. The Solo Norris. Frodo and L. Chris Bold, Mitsuyama. Jason Warnes. Rob Black O'Hara. Andy Craig. Andy Jones. Kevin Bean. Pachako 6502. Anthony Jarvis. Steve Rathmussen. Bernhard Lucas. Dave Velociraptor. Graham W. Vetke. Roshi. Mr. B. David Terrence. Super Tech Boy, Arom, Sundown, Texas Foosballer, Air Shack, Retroology John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mario Raimi They all have access to our Discord channel and their names put and called out in the credits. Why don't you? If you have an idea for a wheel piece, you can email us at airgpresents at mail.com. Be sure to visit our sponsor retrorewind.ca and use promo code ARG10 to get 10% off your order. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT. Hope to see you there.